Kiki i te imas. Last of Beth KUCI, 88.9 FM, Kuyama. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Hi, welcome to Real People OC. This is your host, Kimberly Martin, and we are going to highlight a couple community events this that are coming up this weekend. And I'm really excited about whenever we get a chance to sit back and look at some of the people that are making really meaningful contributions to their community. One of the things that happens when you sit and do a talk show like this, we've been here for about a year now, and People call and they basically, they just want to be heard. And I really appreciate the uh, desire for that because there's so there's so much going on to making a community happen and there's a real richness here. And that was really the inspiration behind this show is that we show that richness. So if you're just tuning in, we are here at 88.9 FM in Irvine and we are streaming live on KUCI.org and we're always podcasting on the web. So if you don't get our airwaves as clearly as you'd like, you can come and find us on the air at KUCI.org. So please feel free to listen to us anytime, any day. I, I listen to our broadcasting shows all the time, and I'm really, I'm really grateful to be a part of the lineup here. Uh, community events coming up this weekend. We have our first guest, Sabrina, who's coming on. Sabrina, are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. Thank you for being on the air with us today. I was me. I was so glad to get an email to hear about your event, and you're such a wonderful spokesperson. Go ahead and give yourself an introduction and tell us a little bit about what's coming up this weekend. Well, my name is Sabrina Van Engelen, and I'm on the vestry, which is the governing board of the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Santa Ana, which is a really wonderful faith community. But um, the reason why I'm calling this great event that we're having is a responsible electronic waste recycling event in partnership with a company called All Green Recycling, which is a local company. It was started here in Tustin. Um, And the reason why we're doing it is because... um, A lot of people have a lot of cell phones and old monitors and things sitting around in their house, and they don't really know what to do with it. And unfortunately, we see banners around town that advertise at recycling events, but 80% of the electronic waste that we assume is being responsibly recycled actually gets shipped overseas, most commonly to China from the United States. And this becomes a really enormous toxic waste problem, and as we see it at Church of the Messiah, an environmental justice problem, um, because the people who end up dismantling these things um, are running really small mom-and-pop operations, and they're using really kind of primitive technology to break the machines apart and kind of boil down, uh, like melt off the solder from the uh, motherboards of computers in order to get off the, the chips that might be reusable. So they're exposed to some really nasty, toxic chemicals, um, and they're basically forced to choose between being poisoned or living in poverty, and we feel that that's really unjust. Um, some of the toxins that we're talking about are like lead, um, which is a neurotoxin, and there's about six pounds on average per CRT television set. Um, it's also in monitors. Mercury um, dioxins are released by burning wire that's coated with PVC, and they burn it because they want to get the copper out because copper has value. Um, it, it was so shocking to me when I heard about this. You know, we all sit over here comfortably, and we think, okay, we're, we're, we've adjusted to recycling. We've put that in our lives now, and people are really responsible. And I think, I think when they give over their old belongings to be used in, in a responsible way, I think it's what a huge disappointment to realize that 80% is not being used the proper way. So I, I just, I really applaud what you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about how people can participate? Well, sure. Um, This Saturday and Sunday, uh, July 20th and 21st, we're having a a responsible recycling event. Everybody can come and drive through, and we'll have um, All Green Recycling is going to have plenty of um, people there to help unload things from your car. Um, 
and basically they'll accept anything except for um, kitchen appliances and anything, uh, batteries. They can't do batteries because that's considered household hazardous waste. And you can actually call your um, your own waste management uh, company, your own garbage collector, and they'll tell you exactly what to do with those. But it's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and the address is... Um, it's actually right adjacent to our church. We're in the Big Red Church uh, at 614 North Bush Street. Um, That's but, there in Santa Ana, right? Right, right down, downtown in Santa Ana. It's a great place um, and a wonderful neighborhood. And um, the event's going to be at the corner of Main and Civic Center Drive, so you can't miss it. It's going to be right there. There's an uh, income tax company that's um, sharing their driveway with us for this event, which we really appreciate. That's Palmer Income Tax. Um, and I can give um, some information, too, about our church if people are interested oh, um, in visiting. Uh, this this event grew out of um, what we call the Green Team, which is kind of our sustainability initiative at the church, and uh, members feeling motivated um, to try to do something about this problem on a global level. And that really reflects the membership of our church. People are involved. They care about um, issues at home in our community. We have uh, preschool that addresses the needs. It's nationally accredited and it addresses the needs of uh, low income. The working poor can bring their children there and get a first-class education um, so that they hit the ground running when they come to kindergarten. Um, we have a preschool program for um, homeless mothers and ch their children where the mothers are receiving um, job training and that kind of thing. We also have a teen center for at-risk youth, and we focus on issues of peace and justice globally. So uh, when Katrina happened, we sent uh, two separate missions about a year apart to go down to the south and try to help rebuild and help people recover. And more recently, we've sent health services teams with uh, nurses and pharmacists uh, to Kenya and Nicaragua to help support um, the really quite poor people there, um, develop their own infrastructure and to help train people there to take care of their needs. And we really provide a faith community where everyone is welcome. I mean, it's, it's literally said within the, the worship service, wherever you are on your faith journey, everyone is welcome at God's table. And you see that over and over again in the diversity of our, of our parish and our congregation. Um, there's a thriving uh, gay community with ministry to LGBT people, and um, it's probably one of the most diverse places I've been in Orange County, so it's really um, been great to be a part of that. Wonderful. How many people do you think usually participate in your event? Uh, in the recycling event? Yes. Well, this is the first time we've done it, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We're really excited about it. I can't wait to see how many people come out. Okay, good. Um, have you? Are you modeling yourself after anybody else that's done this kind of event around Orange County before? You know, I'm kind of uh, working real closely with All Green Recycling. They've been real good at coaching, but um, I haven't really studied the way that other churches have done it, and maybe that should have been something that I did, but uh, it's a learning process, and it's really been great to, to make connections throughout the community, kind of hit the pavement and talk to business owners and, and uh, connect people. And every time I come into a business in Santa Ana, they're like, oh, yeah, we know your church. So, yeah, it's been great to build a community. Wonderful. Um, I want you to finish off, if you would, please, telling us a little bit more of the compelling reasons why we don't want to just go drop our things off just anywhere. Well, unfortunately, um, only 55 recyclers in the United States are actually e-steward certified, which means that they are audited and certified to not ship things overseas. There are a few other certifications, but they tend to be not as strict. Um, so that means literally about 80% of what you think is being responsibly recycled is being shipped to China. Um, 60 Minutes did a great little episode called Electronic Wasteland that really cleared up and inspired me to get involved in this, cleared up the issue for me. And um, so, you know, if we all consume a lot of electronics, all of us, you know, even if we kind of take our time switching to the newest version of the flashiest cell phone, we all accumulate things. And, and it's important to remember that those things actually have harmful toxins in them. And it's up to us to responsibly make sure that they don't end up um, poisoning someone's uh, soil or water uh, half a world away. Especially if they're not thinking in terms of the way we're thinking now, we need to help them help them along. Yes, yes, exactly. 
All right, Sabrina Van Inglen, I'm so thankful that you joined us today. And so welcome everybody out there. Say the name of your church again for me one more time. It's called the Episcopal Church of the Messiah, and our website is Messiah hyphen santaana.org. Okay, and one more time so people can do a little bit more research, the 60-minute show that you said aired? Mm-hmm. It's called Electronic Wasteland, and you can Google it. Okay, perfect, and yeah. they can they can study up a little bit more in depth. All right, well, thank you so much for your time, and best of luck to your event. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, Kimberly. Okay, you're welcome. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye now. Oh, okay, wonderful. So if... Let's see, there we go. <laughs> None of the buttons work here. It's not my fault. <laughs> hey, all the more reason why you should call in and support KUCI. <laughs> uh, but usually they say it's user error, so I'm sure I've done something wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay, so, gosh, I, I, I think it's so compelling. We've, we've got to figure out how to, do, how to do things better. And I, having Sabrina on here, was it, it was kind of disappointing at first to think that we weren't doing it right in the first place. So I, I encourage everybody to go out and take a little time to dig into this and learn for yourselves where we need to go um, with respect to uh, green waste. And, and I, think, I, think, I think we can all do a little bit better. So I, I know I'm going to try a little harder next time when I go dump my things off somewhere. Um, so next up, I have three visitors in the studio. And here we, we're here because we're going to honor a, uh, a young lady um, through a memorial run. Um, we have guests from Rancho Santa Margarita Catholic High School joining us in the studio. And we have Brittany Adame, who is a graduating student in the year of Six. We have Lori Gardner from the school, and we have Mary Jane DeMille, a parent of a student um, from from Santa Margarita Catholic High School. And we are talking today about the uh, Sarah DeMille, um, Sarah Ashley DeMille run. And this is an important event. The, Sarah was a runner, cross-country runner, at the Santa Margarita Catholic High School. She was from the graduating class of 2005. And she suffered in, um, we suffered the loss of Sarah in a tragic accident. And we honor this gal every year. We've done it for five years. This will be the fifth year, right? We've done it for coming up on five years honoring this young gal. And they have a fabulous cross-country running program over there. And we're going to talk about that today. So I want to welcome all of you ladies here to come in and say hello. And um, say hi. Don't be afraid. Join the, join the airwaves. <laughs> But draw your little microphones a little closer to you, and then you'll be able to hear in the ear um, so you can hear the clarity of your voice, if that's okay. There you go. Say hello. Hello there. Thanks for having us today. Good, good. Thank you. So um, sitting before me is Mary Jane DeMille, and there's a, there's a real story behind this memorial run. So I'm going to ask Mary Jane to introduce the school a little bit and why it's important and the run, and let's talk a little bit about that. Well, as you said, our daughter was a uh, four-year runner at Santa Margarita. Excuse me. <laughs> at Santa Margarita High School. High School, yes. And High um, School. Her senior year, she was captain of the cross-country team. She loved the program. Uh, she loved the school. She really believed in the philosophy that the coaches had at the school. Uh, she just loved everything about it, and probably Brittany can attest to that. Um, at the time of her death, uh, people wanted to contribute, do something. Uh, a single individual came to us and suggested that a scholarship fund based through Santa Margarita might be the way to remember Sarah. Um, one of the initial contributors to the scholarship fund was from a company that Sarah was an intern at for two summers. Um, one of the people that w- worked at the company at the time's daughter ran with Sarah. And they came to us and they said, you know, we would like to start a scholarship fund in Sarah's name. And we think that it being based out of Santa Margarita and being based in the cross-country program would be such a tribute to your daughter, the school that she loved, the coaches that do such a great job there, 
And I agreed that, you know, that was the perfect scenario to honor Sarah, honor what she loved, perpetuate the run, uh, running that she loved. So at that time, it was kind of just um, a dream, a thought. Uh, people asked how they could help. Who, is there something? So we said, yes, there's this Santa Margarita Sarah DeMille Scholarship Fund. And over the next few years, we received lots of donations towards that scholarship fund. Um, the, follow, the year following Sarah's death, we did the first scholarship award. That was in 2006. And the uh, first recipient of the award was Karina Galvin. Uh, we've continued to do that over the last few years. Um, Karina, we knew, she ran with Sarah. Uh, the next year, it was a young woman by the name of Lindsay Lake. Uh, she happened to be in my son's class at Santa Margarita, so we knew Lindsay. Um, the following year, it was Jessica Muma. Uh, we didn't know Jessica personally. Over the last few years, we've learned to, um, we've gotten to know her and meet her. She participates in the run. Beautiful. She still works at uh, with Santa Mar Margarita Cross Country, even though she's a graduate from 04? Oh, Jessica? Oh, oh Jessica 08. 08, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So um, I Carson Kraft was uh, our next award winner. And then in 2010, uh, Coach Garcia, who heads up the program and makes the decisions on who will receive the scholarship every year, came to me and said that he he couldn't decide between two girls. <laughs> so w would we mind if, if there were two recipients this year? And we said, no, of course, you know, if you can't decide, you can't decide. And um, so that year we did Brooke Talbot and Carmen McKnight and they shared the scholarship together. Oh, that's um, lovely. Yeah, and they were very close friends, so it was it was really sweet to see them accept in unison. Uh, since that time, we've had two more uh, winners. Sarah Porter uh, was a 2011 winner, and Atana Zermino was uh, 2012. And over the years, I've kept uh, the girls right. They tell me what they're doing. Uh, we see them at the run, you know, if they're available back from college. So it's been a, it's been a wonderful program um, to see how people succeed after they leave Santa Margarita and the influence that Santa Margarita Catholic High School has had on them and their success in their new lives after right. they leave. Right. Now, um, Sarah passed in 2005, right? Uh, 2006. 2006. Okay, so you, boy, you guys pulled together pretty quickly to make something happen in her honor. This is pretty remarkable. Um, tell me a little bit about what that effort has been like for the group. And, Lori, you might want to chime in here on that. Tell us a little bit about what that's like organizing a memorial run for someone special. Well, I've had the opportunity to be involved with the race for the past uh, four years. And um, I think my first week on the job, I got to meet Mary Jane. And uh, I, I got to help finish up all the details for the race. And um, I learned a lot that year, um, getting adjusted here. I learned a lot about um, putting on a 5K. And the biggest highlight I think I learned about was that the DeMille family is very special people. They have a very special place in my heart, and I've grown to love the race probably more than Mary Jane. <laughs> um, and what's been wonderful is these alumni, their commitment to this cause, to making this event succeed. Um, they come out of the woodwork as soon as we, we announce the date of the race. It's, oh, I, I can make it. I can't make it. I wish I would be there. Could you tell Mary Jane and Stephen that I can't be there, but I'm going to, I can't run anymore, but I'm going to come and volunteer. And this, the love and support from our families makes this so easy to put together because as Mary Jane stated, they just come 
out of the woodworks with open hearts, with passion, with commitment to continuing to build this into something bigger and better. And each year we've succeeded in making the event bigger and better, getting a bigger reach. Um, we're on the radio with you this year. That's right. We're, we're touching running clubs. We're going out into our communities. We're we're going neck and neck with like relays for life and things like that that are helping us continue to sustain this wonderful scholarship and these beautiful young ladies who are these recipients and again they have this great passion for giving back and continuing to come back and be aligned with this wonderful alumni event and you mentioned that um, how fast it, how fast it got together right um, I think a lot of credit goes to Coach Gail Garcia and Coach Apodaca. They really um, were the driving force of the run, of the event. The scholarship was set up, but those are the two people that really, uh, without the, them instigating this, it, it never would have taken place. There seems to be a really special relationship with the coaches at, at your school and your running program. Um, Brittany Adame, I want you to chime in and talk maybe a little bit about this. You can move that microphone closer to you. Go go right ahead and get comfortable in that chair and okay. in that space. <laughs> we, <laughs> you want me to talk about the relationship with the coaches? Yeah, I, I mean, I know that there's some really interesting things that go on with your running program. I, I want to talk a little bit about why running is important in your life and maybe if you can um, extend that to why it's important to some other girls that have come through the program, but also that relationship with those coaches. Well, um, I was an athlete my whole life, and so I've been always part of a team, and um, I can say from my own coaching personal experience as well as my own participation as an athlete, uh, there's something that's different about being a lady runner of San Margarita Catholic High School and being a cross-country runner on that team. Um, your coaches not only are your mentors for your races, but they're also your mentors for um, life and school. I mean, I can come back and talk to my coaches. And it's been six, seven years since I graduated. And um, when I walk up and say hello, it's like I saw them yesterday. Um, and even those girls that don't necessarily know who I am anymore, um, it's that kindred spirit. They know that you're attached and you're be part of that family and you always will be part of that family. Um, and being a lady runner, you're a lady runner for the rest of your life. Um, no matter how long ago it was, or if you've lost touch with people, um, you're always part of that team. And I think that was instilled, um, in all of us from the first week of practice to the last week we graduated. And, um, it's just it's something that you it's a family and those girls will always be part of my family as well as I think the school's family. Now you keep mentioning lady runner is that a term typical to running in general or is that really a, kind of a special designation at your school? Um, I can't say for the rest of the country but I do <laughs> know, I do know that it's a special term that we use um, all our awards and our t-shirts a lot of them say lady runner um, you know, we we have our brothers on the cross country team, but I don't think they go by male. I don't know what they go by. <laughs> Gen gentlemen, gentlemen runners. runners. I don't think that's exactly what they go by. Um, I, I'm kind of revealing myself a little bit. I obviously have done no running, so I can't tell you if uh, if if that's widely used or not. I, I do know that it's a special thing that we use. Um, and you're a lady runner of cross country and those are your sisters and your family and all the parents and all the coaches I mean they all take pride in knowing you know your times and how you're doing I mean our families don't just cheer for their daughters they cheer for the whole team and um, to the last runner to the first runner everyone is cheered for and the parents are so involved in all of our lives and all of our aspects um, it really is a community event when there's a cross-country race happening Okay. Well, your school, is it a small school? It sounds like you have a wonderful community. Everybody just feels really connected in a special way. Tell me the size of the school. Uh, we're, this well, is Lori. This, uh, we'll be welcoming this uh, upcoming school year. We'll be welcoming, welcoming about 1,750 students. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, we have about 425 incoming freshmen from all over South Orange County, um, you know, coming on to our beautiful 40 five-acre campus with we've got a state-of-the-art um, athletic facility and a beautiful swimming pool we have a amazing um, in-house chapel um, we are you know 
technology. We've got a brand new Eagle TV studio that the school invested um, close to a million dollars in. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so it's a lovely, lovely place. And you have the first LED certified green building in Rancho Santa Margarita, too, I noticed. Yes, we did. Tell me a little bit about that. That's a really important trend taking place. It's a three-story athletic uh, building. Um, it has a beautiful banquet facility. We have a beautiful um, meeting area that overlooks our football field. It has a state-of-the-art uh, weight room down below, which all of our sports on campus take place and doing lots of weightlifting and training in the facility. Um, it does have classrooms on the second smart, floor. Well, smart, newly equipped, smart classrooms. Yes, we have with very, the, uh, they're very smart workout. classrooms with very smart children. <laughs> <laughs> they better be, huh? They are. We have some of the, the greatest kids on the planet. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, you represent the school well. That's nice. I I, I want to go back to running because running seems to be such an important thing to carry throughout your life. Brittany, you said you've been an athlete for most of your life, but is running central for you? Um, I got to be honest with you. When I started running, um, I joined the team solely for the aspect of soccer. Keep talking. Um, and um, Someday we'll work out the... <laughs> issues. <laughs> um, so I started solely for the aspect of soccer and then um, once I became part of the team I realized that um, this could also be a central part of my life so um, running kept me in shape for soccer, soccer kept me in shape for running so it was kind of a dual sport that really helped out with everything. We kind of lost microphone three so now I don't understand that if uh, if my engineer is in earshot come and help. <laughs> um, can we take a little minute to talk about, and Brittany, you can you can probably hop up and come over too if, if we need you to. I, I think every major thing that happens in life, every major accomplishment, something that everybody does that's worth doing starts from a place that's really important. And it sounds to me like this community has become an important, was an important part of your life and the life of your daughter, Sarah. I'm talking to Mary oh, Jane right now. Absolutely. And um, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is what the stuff that communities are made of. And I, um, I want to get a real sense, if you don't mind, of telling me who Sarah was. And, and mm. Brittany, you can come over and help with that too, because I know, I know you were, um, you were there, but it's, the, the inspiration is, is an important part. Um, I think <laughs> kind of the irony of it, um, although Sarah loved running, she certainly was not the star runner on the cross country team. I mean, people think that because we do a run in her honor and we talk so much about being a lady runner, um, running in general, that she was some superstar. She, the thing, best thing I think about running is it's for you. You don't have to be the superstar. You right. do it for your own, your personal best. That's what's the philosophy of the coaches. That's what a runner does. It's, it's their personal best. And that was Sarah's mantra. You know, she, one second off the time, two seconds off the time. Just that striving incremental. To, to striving to become better each time you do it. She ascribed to um, the philosophy. We talk about Lady Runner philosophy. The philosophy, uh, I think the words, and we use them on our logo, are passion, commitment, believe, dream, sacrifice, hard work. You can do it. Beautiful. And... Um, I, people ask me what Sarah would think about this event, and I think the first time someone asked me about it was the very first uh, run, and I said, I think she would be embarrassed by all this attention. Because <laughs> now people might be looking at her scores, yeah. <laughs> her <laughs> times. Right. How she did in this run, how she did on that hill. But now um, I think she would be extremely proud that she had this much influence and I say that because last year there was a picture of about 20 children 
um, ages from, I would say, five or six to 12, 13 years old. And every one of these kids, Sarah's had touched in some way, either as a newborn or a, a, a toddler. She, they were all neighborhood children, and they all ran. Oh, wow. So it was, it was just great. They just ran great. because they remembered. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the legacy. And, and that's, that's what I think she would be proud of. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about Sarah, Brittany? Um, well, Mary had mentioned that, you know, Sarah may not have been the star runner. Um, but while that may be in her mind true, um, the problem is, is I ran with Sarah. And so I remember a kind of a different thing. Um, I was not a really big fan of hills. I never have been, nor ever I will be. And Sarah's uh, saying that I've actually passed on to younger generations of lady runners was, just keep moving. Just one step farther up, farther up. Just keep going, and you'll make it at the top of the hill. And to this day, um, you know, whether I'm running or playing soccer or whatever, when I'm tired, I just think still Sarah's words go through my head, just keep moving. You're almost there. And Sarah was a star in the sense that she never stopped. Not once did she ever give up. Um, she was always there cheering us all on. Um, she never had a um, harsh word for us to, um, to say. Ever. Ever. Anybody. No, never. She was always positive, and um, she kept this infectious smile on her face. Um, even if she was having a rough day, someone else's life was more important and she made sure that we weren't having a rough day um so she never gave up and so in my mind mary she was a star in that sense because <laughs> i agree i agree you know you how can you give up when someone's telling you don't give up and she has this smile that she may be behind you but she wasn't giving up so you better not give up in front of her <laughs> <laughs> beautiful Lori, did you want to say something well, I was just going to kind of top off um, this great moment from these ladies and um, tell you, you can come and see these fabulous, beautiful, happy runners, runners this weekend <laughs> that are so um, committed to this great cause. Um, we're hosting our event this weekend at Santa Margarita Catholic High School in Rancho Santa Margarita. Um, the event um, will be having walk-up registration. It'll begin at 6.30 a.m. I know it's a little bright and early for some, but not for not, a runner. Not for a runner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, we'll take off with our first, uh, our general run around 8.15. Um, we also have a future Eagles fun run. We like to get them started started very early running. So um, that's when you let the children come out and run, is that correct? Yes. Um, we, uh, we it's have for some little ones. We Good. have, uh, that's probably the, besides our amazing runners that run this every year, um, it's so wonderful to see the kids come out and enjoy the race as much. We, we cook up a fantastic pancake breakfast after that. And we've got some um, wonderful raffle prizes and vendors that will be there, uh, as well as some great music. Um, and again, the spirit of Sarah will be there. The girls will be there. The community has been amazing this year with support, um, you know, down to some of our um our wonderful sponsors. We've got a couple sponsors who really have been there all the way with us. Now you say that meaning that they've been there through the five years, so they really put themselves behind your event. Oh, amazingly. Um, Toyota of Huntington Beach. Beautiful. Um, the Miller family has um, been there from day one until race five, and they'll be back again. I'm, I'm positive, along with Russell and Lazarus, the the Russell family they had four daughters that ran and um what, four daughters that ran they're yes. a they're a Russell and Lazarus is a law firm here in Newport Beach yes right? okay. yes it yeah, is personal injury law firm right yes and they have supported the race from day one um as well we've got some other alumni um that have supported us as well uh Dr. David Grant he's a dentist here um in Irvine area nice um, shout out to Dr. Grant yes get those teeth cleaned yes um <laughs> 
we have Applied Medical back as a sponsor this year, who was the one that initiated our scholarship. So that's really actually wonderful. Um, we've got some other local businesses, the Ramp Logistics. We have uh, Pepino's Restaurant, who's partnered with us this year. We're so excited to have them on board. We have our famous DJ Chris, who um, comes out and makes it a real fun day. We've got some amazing family support this year. Um, the Picnary family, the Van Boom family, the Giuliano family, the Drust family, um, another one of our alumni from the class of 1998, Scott Fica. Uh, we've got the Lake family, the Van Ruten family. It just doesn't stop. We've just, we just have a lot of love. And um, so say what of Ballpark Pizza? Are they bringing pizza when they come out too? Or are they just supporting you? Well, <laughs> the, the, that doesn't really go with pancake breakfast, but maybe for another time. Well, you know, Ballpark Pizza, they're there all the time for every they single thing. Are one of the most, <laughs> they are one of the most supportive businesses. They're in Laguna Niguel, right? Well, uh, our, our yours is Rancho Santa Margaret. Well, they're just one of the most supportive businesses for the community. I you know, you you look at you, you can't really minimize in any way those those companies that give to these events because when you turn around and you look at all that's being done, there's always somebody there giving back, um, thanking really in a very special way their community for patronizing their business. And I, I'm I'm just so fascinated by yeah. that. They just don't. The sponsors never really get enough of a shout yeah. out. Right, that's and we true. wouldn't be able to do this event if we didn't have these right, wonderful right. sponsors. Yeah. Now, um, a little few more. Details details on the event do runners come and pay a fee to join the run is that correct yes the the fee for a general racer on saturday will be thirty dollars or fifteen dollars if you're a high school student um you don't have to be a Santa Margarita Catholic high school student. You can be a high school student from anywhere and come out and support and uh, train, you know, use this as a training ground. Our boys cross country uh, coach um, uses this as a timed event for the boys team to kind of kick off their training season to see their improvement. Um, the one special thing about this 5K, um, as opposed to some other ones, is that it is a trail run, and that's very attractive oh, to many people. So um, it runs along uh, the back end of our school and through Cota de Casa, a uh, trail back through there. Um, very scenic, a little hilly, but uh, oh, very challenging. There you go, Brittany. <laughs> very challenging. And we've been lucky. One of our scholarship recipients, Jessica Muma, she happens to just keep coming back strong and winning away. So we'll... Um, uh, hope to see her out there again this year, along with some of our other scholarship recipients. Okay. Now, uh, what have some of the scholarship recipients done with their scholarship money? Is there anything in particular that you designated for in their uh, college career? Is it for going to college? Is it for participating in a running uh, program? How does that all work? All of our recipients so far have uh, planned to attend college, and the scholarship has gone towards their college education. Okay. All right, and so um, so many of them come back and, and do the run. So They're coming, yes. Yeah, it's, it's great to see it them is. again. And it's funny, we talk about runners. There are groups of people that come back every year, and it's the traditional running thing. They want to improve their personal best. Yes. They want to improve their time, so they keep their times from year to year and, and try to, you know, Are you guys, is the, is the event keeping the, the record of the times? Yes. Or Okay. We actually have an electronic timekeeper for the event. So if you're a runner, that's an important factor, right? It <laughs> is if it's a close race, right? Yeah. Well, we, we have a, the system is called, uh, it's put on from EPI timing. So if you're a registered runner, they actually register you into this official running um, database. They do that on the morning of the run? Um, those that have pre-registered, um, which pre-registration unfortunately now is closed, those who have pre-registered uh, will have a bib ready and waiting for them. Those who walk up, we're more than welcome to have them. However, they will um, generate a bib that morning. And then it's all done by scan. So when they come back through that winning crossing the finish line, it just scans their bib and gives an electronic time uh, for them. Okay. Um, one of the sponsors we didn't mention was Threaded Films. Can you tell me how they participate? Um, well, that's Steve Luxenberg. He's a class of 2000 grad. Um, okay. He's actually pretty involved still at Santa Margarita. He helps us do some of our admissions and marketing materials and videos. And maybe for our big gala, he's helped us many times 
um, making different films. Um, and he is right now on our alumni council, which I head up from the alumni office. And Steve is um, a big proponent and supporter this year of the race. Um, and we're really glad to have him on as a supporter because I, I know he will be back again next year. Okay, good. Now, we we talked in advance of this about what it means to grow an event like this. I, I would imagine in the early stages, it started out with just a bunch of folks that all know each other that want, you know, to, to keep your daughter's memory alive, Mary Jane. But now you're saying that you're developing a bit more outwardly into the community that are participating in the run as well. Do you find that the greater percentage is all through the school or are you finding a lot of community members just coming out and joining as well? There's so many people that want to run in in Orange County. It's a huge part of everybody's fitness regimen. So are you finding that you're getting that wider audience or are you working towards that? Well, we're certainly working towards a greater audience because our goal is to keep Sarah's Fund alive and growing and to really actually help support as many dollars as we can back into these girls' lives as they, they go forward. And like any event, I mean, it it's the word of mouth from past runners who might have heard about it or the cute couple that lives across the street that comes and runs or these connected lady runners through the years. Um those are happening, but through these outreaches and through media and social media, we have been able to drive um, more and more runners to the school. And of course, you know, our goal is to share what great things happen at Santa Margarita, what a great campus it is, what a great program we have. Those 10-year-olds that run that track, we want Brittany to be their coach someday and come back on campus and feel what it's like to be part of the Eagle family. It's special. It is special. Brittany, are you a running coach now? Um, I actually taught high school up in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I was a soccer uh, and a softball coach. But um, in theory, running coach is a a good title I'd like to have one day. (laughs) Are you a college graduate now, or are you coming home for the summer? No, I graduated actually from uh, Northern Arizona University in 2011. Um, (laughs) So I was a high school teacher up in Flagstaff, um, and now I'm back in Orange County uh, hanging out. Funny that you picked a place with a lot of hills. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Still not a fan of that. That was where I'm Sarah sure. was attending when she had her accident too. So she was attending Northern Northern Arizona. Arizona yeah. So did you see Sarah at school? You were there pretty close around in the same times. Um, actually, I went. I entered school in September of '06, and okay, Sarah so was, was a year ahead of me in yeah. school. So, um, but I did follow Sarah in. Uh, northern Arizona and I remember actually visiting her when I was looking at the college and that was a cool experience to share with her very nice very nice um I want to know a little bit more about the um the legacy that you want to leave the school wants to leave for um for this beautiful gal we've been honoring through this run any uh any thoughts on that I I think that um it's a mixed it's a combination of things um in remembering Sarah, um, a big part of her life was the school. So we honor the school in this event also. Uh, we honor the, or recognize the cross country program, their philosophy and the coaches because it's outstanding. Uh, as I said, it's a combination of, of the, all of those things that made Sarah what she was. The reason that we honor her now is because the great individual she turned out to be, that was because of Santa Margarita, the coaches, and who Sarah was naturally. So I I think that the legacy is the legacy of Sarah, the legacy of, of, or the continuing legacy of Santa Margarita, and absolutely the cross-country program um, are all the things that we want to to focus on through this event. About how many kids participate in the cross-country program at the school? Well, I think it kind of varies year to year. Um, some years it's more girls than others. Mm-hmm. Some don't like to run cross country, but they like to, to run, run track. track it. So, yeah. you know, this year I think the program has an outstanding um, number. I think it's up around 50 to 60 girl runners this year, um, which is up from last year. And, and again, I, I think it ebbs and flows with um you know, the, obviously that dedicated interest because a cross country runner is a little different than, you know, those sprint runners. Um, 
And I think, you know, just piggybacking on Mary Jane's thoughts, you know, some of the things I think Santa Margarita um, does do is like we, we really are trying to build a community of very self-confidence, well-rounded um, children that are, you know, the, the school is about academics. It's about faith. It's about instilling the love of Christ in our daily life, whether it's running on the course or whether it's, you know, helping somebody at their locker or, or being a friend in the lunchroom. I think, you know, that's something that we do very well there. You know, we want to have self-worth. We want to have good values. We want to encourage people to do anything they want to do. We have 192 clubs on campus. Oh my goodness. We have amazing <laughs> athletics. I mean, we've got 24 CIF teams, 47 CIF championship teams, league titles, state championships. I mean, you can be an athlete, you can be a theater student, you can be um, a student. I mean, it's just a it's an amazing community. And as you kind of can feel from us, it's it's a community filled with love and support. It's just it's just a really beautiful um, it's really beautiful to see community and faith and all of those things come together and I'm I'm really happy that uh, I'm really happy that you guys have been able to share a little bit about that with us. We still have a little bit more time and um, I want to take some of that time to talk about where the school's located because there aren't too many people I, I don't know if anybody up here in the North County area knows about it so. You are, um, I know you're in Santa Margarita, but you're in the hills, the Saddleback Mountains. Talk to me a little bit about the, um, the street. I know you're on the... We're um, located at um, 22062 <laughs> Antonio Parkway in Rancho Santa Margarita. Okay. We sit right outside the gates of Cody de Casa and Dove Canyon. Okay. Um, it's hot up there. No, it's all a farce. <laughs> it's hot if you're running on the trails. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we have our hot days, but it is, um, it, the the school is, was a gift from the O'Neill and Moiso family. The land was, and um, so we've been very blessed from our very beginnings, 25, 26 years ago, um, with a gift of this beautiful land in an amazing community. I mean, Rancho Santa Margarita is um, a tight-knit community in itself um, because we are, we're at, we're off the 241 toll road and Antonio, uh, for those of you who don't know where Cota de Casa is, um, it's so it, we're in a unique location and um, you, anywhere in our neck of the woods, you say SM or you say Santa Margarita Catholic, they know where we're at. Right. Wonderful. Um, you, you brought up the fact that you have so many athletic teams. I figured that if that's the case and your student population is, um, you said roughly 1,100, right? 17. 1,700. Pretty much all of those kids are participating in something athletic, wouldn't you say? A big percentage of them? Or you said you have a huge, you also have the clubs as well. Those kids are also really involved in maybe more than one or two activities. Yeah. I think we have an amazing theater program. Um, our theater program, uh, the Talon Theater is what it's called, was just at the University of Nebraska representing the state of California in a thespian um, event just like two weeks ago. They, we have amazing, amazing, talented singers and actors that come out of the school. And many times when you get involved in your passion, it's very hard to be a football player and an actor, but it can be done. Um, at a smaller school like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it, again, back to that well-rounded student. Um, you know, I wouldn't say every child is an actor is an athlete however uh, like you said doing the math a good percentage of them participate in swimming tennis golf girls lacrosse boys lacrosse uh swim track and field cross country football soccer girls boys basketball girls boys i mean there's so right. many things for um you to be involved in right now Brittany, when you were at the school how many um how many did you join how many activities were you involved in um, I did cross country for three years and track for four years. And my freshman year, I actually also helped out um, as like a ball girl, I guess, if you will, for this girls' uh, JV soccer team. Okay, good. And maybe if you could just take a minute to reflect a little bit about how this four years, this is such a formative time. My, my oldest daughter is getting ready to go into high school. And boy, I never thought I'd be sitting here thinking as, as, 
thinking on this decision as much as we do, we have so many choices now for our education. And when I grew up, you just went to your you just went to your high school down the road, and that doesn't happen anymore. So relationships, you know, are not as easy to form. So you go into high school maybe for the school of your parents' choice because of all of the reasons that you guys have elucidated here, where we're getting those activities that they're maybe not getting in public school. There's there's a distinct difference, and nobody wants to keep, you know not giving the shout out to the public schools because I know they're doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. But so oftentimes private school is, is the way this is a tuition based school. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. So there's so oftentimes where families really have to make that tough choice to put their kids in a high school that's going to serve all of those needs. And so, we have, we do have open doors. We, we are Santa Margarita Catholic high school and Catholicity is a big part of our day. Um, you know, we pray at the beginning of uh, the school day. We have all school masses. We pray after lunch. Uh, religion is a big part. We have retreats. We have Kairos retreats. However, our doors are open to non-Catholics and they're, 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 they're treated no differently than we would treat a Catholic student. They're in the same religion classes. They're learning the same kinds of things about different kinds of religion. And um, again, you know, back to your point, as far as lots of choices, you know, there, there is, I, I would encourage you to do your homework um, on, on your neighboring schools and your private schools, because I think, like you said, you will find that you do get you get a bigger value for your for your for money, money and for mm-hmm. your time. So if you're interested in looking into um, the high school, a really beautiful tribute to the community that you have formed there at the high school. This this Sarah Demille uh, Memorial Run. Um, smhs.org www.smhs.org so you can dig a little deeper into that and also learn more about the run there's a link there um, connected to the school's webpage for um, for the run you can find out how to participate um, Brittany would you reflect a little bit on why that four years was so formative for you and how that set you up for your life um, I chose to go to SM actually on my own choice um, with my parents' help, obviously. Um, but um, it really instilled a sense of family um, and commitment, um, not only to the team, but also to your academics, to your fellow peers. Um, the Catholic-based, Christian-based um, society was also really helpful. Um, it just... I feel the academics and the sports and everything that you can think of that inv- uh, SM is involved in uh, really help you become a, a successful college uh, student later on in life. Um, there's not very many curveballs that be thrown at you in college that you can't achieve because of your background from SM. Beautiful. I very remember Sarah said. making a remark once that her calculus class in uh, Northern Arizona was easier than or one at Santa Margarita. Ah, <laughs> uh, fascinating. <laughs> Preparing those those future leaders yes, that Santa right. Margarita is, right. right? Our goal is to make it easy to go to college. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up the show here really quickly. Mary Jane, any final thoughts that you want to share with us? Yes, come join us on Saturday. We would love to see everyone out there at the run. Beautiful, very good. Well, okay, so up next is um, Matt Um, I'm sorry, up next is uh, Planetary Radio with Matt Kaplan. And just before that, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the show. Oh, it'll come up. It's always here. Counterspin. That's right. So we'll get a nice news update with Counterspin. But ladies, I thank you so much for joining us today. What, you know, this wasn't easy. This wasn't an easy interview. And I really appreciate you being courageous enough to come here and and share the, the good along with the very heartfelt and being so open to share that as you have today. So thank Thank you you for for being here. Thank you for having us today. We appreciate it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So we'll um, turn the waves over, and we will see Counterspin here in just a second. Thank you.